And we're back. We're live. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It is a happy, happy Thursday. It's an up Thursday. It is in this luxurious <laughs> Scorpio season. Mm. The last set, the last podcast was kind of in a down. Yeah. This one is in an up because all of us are uppy. Yeah. Even, even Jenna, who hates the up. But I'm starting to really like it. <laughs> Today, I'm digging it. Yeah. We've talked about this in other podcasts too, right? Like the down in the up. Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. There's a frame of reference, which mm-hmm. is important. So anything in particular you want to talk about this week? I want to um, talk about reception. Ooh. Get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about reception. Talk about it, baby. But mostly I want to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> <Stated>. <laughs> well, because cancers are just inherently good at receiving. <laughs> but not this one. <laughs> I'm learning, but I wouldn't say that I've been traditionally good at it. Oh, man. Reception. I've got it. I've got some reception to talk about. Okay. Yes. Pray to you that the dude I'm seeing doesn't listen to this. <laughs> So, I have been receiving tenfold uh, sexually from this dude lately, and I, like, for some reason, like, I I don't know what, I think it's it's health-related, he can't achieve, or, like, hasn't achieved climax when we've been having sex, but there are other ways that it can happen, and, like, it doesn't always happen, and I get, I historically would have gotten so fucked up about that, because I would have been like, oh my god, like, I'm not worthy to, like, just receive and, like, have my, like, own orgasm, my own climax, if he doesn't get off, too. Which, Becky, you gave me, like, the greatest stroke of, like, how sexist is that? It's so sexist. It's, like, part of the patriarchy that we get so focused on male orgasm mm-hmm. that we... Well, we don't like and so how many women fake orgasms just because they think that that's what they're supposed to do how many women haven't faked an orgasm and just haven't had them yeah 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 well i get like a like there's this there's a meme that says you know everything is about sex except sex it's about power mm-hmm. and i like oh my god that just like deeply like yeah that's a good sinks one in for me like it's so good it's so good i'm pretty sure it's my phone background um <laughs> and and uh so so i've been practicing reception in like a big way in that like he doesn't get there every time but it feels like energetically he does because he's so focused on like my orgasm and my climax and i like go totally out of control like i'm probably <clears throat> like he rocks my world Mm-hmm. Don't listen to this. Maybe he'll be pumped on that. But he definitely, <laughs> like, rocks my fucking world. Um, but then, to, like, initially, I would lie there and I'd have this, like, vulnerability hangover of, like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. what about him? What about yeah. him? Well, he's... And, but he's rocking your world because you're letting go and you're letting yourself go out of control, which is yes. has been... Like, I know this has been a practice for me, too, of, like, actually being able to get into my body and let go of control and get out of my head 
and stop thinking about things during sex so that I can actually be present and in my body and feel everything that is going on, which means that I'm not in control of everything, right? Yeah. So it's a different level of trust to be able to receive. It's a complete retraining. And it has... That's what it feels like, yeah. Yeah. And it has to do with the dude that you're with, for sure, if you feel comfortable with him and safe with him. But it also is feeling comfortable and safe with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First and foremost. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, like, up until last week, like, I really felt like, it felt like I was, like, keeping score, almost. And then Sunday, we got together, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I, I was just like, this is, like, this is for me, and, like, he, like, what a privilege for him to, like, get to witness me in that. And he mm-hmm. was, like, he's so keen and, like, so into, like, my orgasm and my climax that it's, like, hard not, like, he just pushes me into reception pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a great, a great help there. And so I just let go on Sunday, and oh my god. Like, just, like, the best like the absolute best and I noticed like just like sex I don't want to talk all about sex for reception but it's just such a great frame of reference because then this week I noticed like things coming up in my life where people want to do things for me and previously I'd be like Mm -hmm. oh like Mm -hmm. scorekeeping like can't if they Mm -hmm. do that for me like I need to do something for them but I've just been like yeah I love that you know And, and like totally open to to receiving whatever people want to give. And then it seems like that begets more reception, if that makes sense. It kind of follows the intention that you laid. Because you said that before you guys had sex, you were like, yeah, like it would be a privilege. Mm-hmm. So then it just followed in line with your intention. Mm-hmm. And you were totally open for it. But I've wondered about that keeping score too. Is that just a form of guilt? And it quenches your pleasure. Like it completely oh, quenches totally your pleasure. Smothers it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you think about it right afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like you get to the point of pleasure and then boom, it's gone. Yeah. Because yeah. what about him? Well, you're actually blocking the, pe- the pleasure from actually yeah. being received in your bones, in your cells. Yeah, so it doesn't get very it doesn't, far. It doesn't get in. It doesn't It doesn't land. get to expand at all. Which also doesn't feel good for the person trying to give to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like giving somebody a gift and they're like, yeah, okay. And I'll they don't give even... you a gift too. Yeah, or, like, trying to give you a gift back or, like, the same thing back, like my mom does sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't accept it. You take it. It's like, no, I put time into getting this for you. I really wanted to give you this. And I really was excited about giving it to you and seeing your excitement and your joy and your your pleasure around it. And now you're just trying to, like, push it back on me because you don't feel worthy to receive yeah. it. Right? Yes. And that feels gross on the other side, mm-hmm. too. So this whole matter. thing is a cycle. And it's like internally both sides are running their own stories. Yeah. That aren't the same story. And there's no connection. Yeah, they're separate. Yeah. And so and what what yeah, we're all starving for is that connection, which is what desire, especially co-arising desire, like in sex, brings up. Right? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> that ability to receive and to let go and to be go out of control and to have him serve you in a way it's it's like in the cycle itself is replenishing itself like you don't have to go if you if you pay him back later you're paying him back twice Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's such a good point right like you're over over delivering (laughs) and underselling no that that doesn't apply here (laughs) over delivering overselling just overselling (laughs) yeah and it sustains the pattern of 
keeping score. Mm-hmm. Even for him to think that. Yeah. Yeah. For him yeah. to take his attention off of you to be like, yeah, what about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which trains him to put his attention back on his, himself, which isn't satisfying for him and isn't satisfying for you and just causes anxiety in him, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I, that's, I that's totally ultimately not. what leads to performance anxiety and, and issues is that he's now not focused on you anymore. He's focused on him and the way he's performing and the way he, he can't really get into the moment of being on your ride because he's so worried about doing it right that yeah and then you pick up on that that he's in his head and then that cycle spirals of both of yeah. you being in your heads and yes. <clears throat> that just leads to more disconnection too but yeah even even just like saying this on the podcast and watching what's coming up for me like in my body and I feel oh my god like I feel like a tension in my jaw just from like professing to the world that like I'm you know I'm, I'm getting intimate with this guy and he's not achieving like climax like I'm like oh my god like, like it's some kind of terrible. failure on your part like it's so there's some shame yeah, yeah. for sure that's coming up I'm like oh I must not be like good enough I must not be like delivering in the bedroom and then I'm like yo definitely delivering in the bedroom <laughs> like but I've got those two yeah no and the best know, like, positioning that comes up the best if we call it service you could give him is to be in your pleasure because then all of a sudden he realizes it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if I do or I don't because mm-hmm. she's still enjoying this so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that exactly. pressure comes off and then it's probably well, like, a bit more what, free. What is, yeah, sex has definitely got a power component to it and I, I don't disagree with that. I think we're playing out some some things in our sexuality that can be healing and can be really good. But <clears throat> what is it that we ultimately want out of sex is we want intimacy, we want connection, we want attention, we want all of the things that that nourishing that nourishing like spark of connection brings, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're yeah. if we're missing the point by being in our heads, then we're missing that point of contact, then we're not being fed the nourishment that we need. And then we become hungry ghosts with it. Then we need Mm -hmm. more sex or we need more attention or we need, and then we start acting out in ways that are kind of dangerous to get it or, or humiliating to get it. Or, you know, like all of these things happen that if we got down to the root of what we actually want and that's intimacy and that's to be seen and that's to go out of control, Mm -hmm. right? For the feminine to go out of control so that she can play in the chaos and see what's possible and then he brings it back into the structure and the like form and he organizes it like that's all what manifestation is and that happens every time we have any kind of sexual encounter too you're creating something you're Mm -hmm. creating connection which is co-creating something so i just got such a strong visual when you were saying that maybe it's the way that because i understand through visuals and i get them first to get the concept but I just saw this image of someone, (laughs) I know it's a sexual thing, but it's not actually sexual in the visual, a long hose and someone (laughs) clamping down, but you're like, come on, come on, like turn Mm -hmm. up, turn it up, turn it up, give me more, give me more. And you're like, okay, well, almost nothing's getting out but a drip because you can't receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could receive it, you wouldn't even need that much. No, no, you wouldn't. Oh, that's such a, it seems kind of trivial, 
when it's worded that way, but it's so powerful and so important. That's yeah, what I remember so listening to, I, I, it was like Nicole Daydon or somebody talk about how we, ha- we have this kind of like um, sex ed culture or like sex therapy culture of like, just introduce more novelty into your, oh yes, into your, into the bedroom, you know, like wear fluffy slippers or get him to dress up like a fireman and that'll bring the spark back into your life. But then she goes on to tell the story and she's like, okay, first he needs a fire hat. Then he needs a hose. Then you need to actually start a fire in your bedroom. Like it's always going to escalate because it's not actually touching the the point. Yes, it's giving you a dopamine spike because that novelty spikes dopamine, which feels good in the short term. But the long game is we want the intimacy. Mm -hmm. We want the actual nourishment of of being seen and having, again, a co-created experience with somebody that's unique. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole point of this is. Well, it's electric and it's a lot of sensation. Because I just, I've just been paying attention to this lately, mm-hmm. that during sex, I rarely make eye contact. And when I do, yeah. my whole face flushes. And like, this is my husband. We've been together for 12 Forever. years. Forever. <laughs> Maybe 13 <Okay>. years. <laughs> and we've been through a lot together. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why the fuck can't I make eye contact with him? And I can, but then I can hold it for, like, two seconds. And I remember at the beginning, like, I would make eye contact, and I loved it. And then it's just, like, this... I don't know what it is. It's like we fell back into these old patterns Mm -hmm. and let a mask and, like, some... I almost see, like, a shield to come over your heart, too. Mm -hmm. To not allow intimacy and to not receive and all of that stuff together. Well, it's scary to be seen because you could get rejected. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's rejecting the core of who you are, then mm-hmm. that's annihilation, right? Like, that's so painful. But if they're rejecting a mask that you're wearing, then fuck them. And you know what? Yeah. I also realized he was searching for my eye contact, mm. waiting for it. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> we did this eye gazing exercise once, and it put me full into red. And it was like with it, it was just like it wasn't sexual at all. It was with another woman who was like the nicest, kindest woman in this class that I was in. And we just had to make eye contact, like and hold eye contact for like 10 minutes, which is a long fact. That's a long time. Oh yeah, that's long. But still, I I went full into red. I was like sweating and like my face was twitching and I was like panicking. I couldn't get, take a full breath. I was in fight or flight and... And I realized, like, being seen, even by somebody who feels, who is safe, because there was no Mm -hmm. reason that she was judging me at all. Like, she was the sweetest person. I just didn't feel safe being seen. And so we're fighting that trauma when Mm -hmm. it comes to intimacy over and over and over again. We're fighting that. Yeah, and that's exactly the same as with me. Where it's like, hey, this person, this should not be a problem. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, there's a lot of sensation here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes practice. It does. It takes awareness first, right? Acknowledging mm-hmm. it. And then practicing and playing with it in a way that is not tra- re-traumatizing you to the point that you <laughs> you can't handle it. But just like yeah. little doses, at, micro doses at a time. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about uh, Aubrey Marcus and his journey? Oh, my God. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Jane? Yes, I do. Yeah. 
he's calling off sex. Yeah, he's calling off sex. So here's this, this like robust, beautiful hunk of a sexual man. Oh, my hall pass. <laughs> Jenna's hall pass. Yeah. Jenna's Jenna's had sex with him on the astral. <laughs> yes, I have, and it felt real. <laughs> she went to a different dimension, um, and he is. He's just realized like how much he uses sex as validation, as external validation. And so mm. he's going to give it up just to see what happens. Like any other addiction, he's going to give mm-hmm. it up. He's been talking about his addiction to sex for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think he finally got the courage to be like, okay, do you think let's that, see who I am without it. Do you think that yeah. it has something to do with his breakup with Whitney? Whitney's going through her own stuff right now. For sure. But I wonder, like we kind of assume like Britney's an idiot or Britney, Whitney's an idiot. So you can't even remember her name. <laughs> Whitney is just kind of this like frou-frou Instagram influencer. She deserved, like she doesn't deserve Aubrey, but I wonder if there's... You know, I catch myself thinking that and then I read her stuff and I'm like, her stuff is really good. And then I start to feel really angry and I try to figure out what is being reflected back to me. Like, why am I feeling angry at her? And... It's just like she leads with her body and then she leads with her body by showing off so much. That's what sparks some anger in me. And that probably has something to do with me for Mm -hmm. sure. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. I miss the point of her words because I'm so distracted Mm -hmm. that I don't get to see how intelligent she really is. And she she is. is really smart. She is. Yeah. And connected Mm -hmm. and has a lot to offer. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost like, to me, Jenna, when you're saying that, like, I, what comes up for me is, like, it's the, the limiting belief of, like, not, like, whenever you're really in your feminine and, like, beautiful and, like, shining that way, that you, like, that you can't have the marriage of both simultaneously. I'm doing a really poor job of wording that. No, I understand but, what like, you mean. I, I definitely understand what you mean. I think you're right. Like, I have limiting beliefs there, is that what you're saying? Um, I was saying I do like that's what's coming up for me while you're saying that. Oh, okay, like, I definitely have that limiting belief. I'm curious if you do too. Yeah, like, I do. I do. That's what comes up for me too. I'm like, well, why am I mad? Like, why can't she just do that? Why does that bug me so much? A beautiful temptress and, and a scholar, you know, or something. And the part that I flipped it around, I'm like, Aubrey does that all the time, and that doesn't mm-hmm. bring up anything in me. Mm-hmm. So there's some inherent sexism there that I have to work out for sure. Something just happened for me because I checked out hard. <laughs> I just checked out really hard. Like, I was like, what are we even fucking talking about? Oh, my God. And that very rarely ever happens. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about again? <sighs> I don't even think I heard what you said there, Jane. So, obviously, there's well, we something. we were talking about Aubrey and calling off sex and then we were talking about it was no we were talking about Whitney and her messages and how that's where like, I checked Jenna, out I yeah. sometimes miss them because how it's aggravating that she leads with her body and distracting yeah. and then we don't see the rest but it, then if Aubrey does the same and that doesn't agitate there's some inherent yeah. sexism and there. there is something about what you said Jane about being like the temp the temptress temptress and the scholar at the same time that yeah like it's either like you're a ditzy bimbo sex toy or you have you're smart but you're asexual Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what we're fed 
And so marrying yeah. those two archetypes together is difficult in my mind to the yeah. point where I stop listening to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? On the same note, when Nicole Daydone started posting a bunch of sexy po- pictures on her Instagram. In public. In like public, in public places. places. Yeah. Like, I'm laughing now because it's high sensation. Still. Yeah. Just thinking about it, I would. She'd post, and I'd be all over, like, "Oh my god, what did she do today?" Yeah, because she posts herself in lingerie and like half naked, and she must be in her fifties now. Yeah, she is. And it was super provocative. Yeah, as fuck. And everything she wrote was triggering too to accompany it. It was all erotic, but it was super triggering about the way that power is right now and Mm -hmm. the way things are in the world. And she shook things up hard. Yeah. She's definitely a a shaker. But when she started doing that, do you remember having those same feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel irritated at all? Or what did you feel at first? I just felt confused. Like, I was looking yeah. for a point, and I was yeah. missing it. Like, I was missing it, and I knew I was missing it. But I, I enjoyed it. I think I, I, like, I like people who stir the pot. I think a little bit yeah, more maybe than, than you did at the time, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now you're a little bit more easy with it, but yeah, I think anybody who's willing, like Jillian Portier, she stirs the pot too with her posts. Oh yeah. And just like, like I will never cook or clean, or I will never make my man cook or clean for me. And then there's a bajillion yeah. answers underneath it, right? And then she's like, well, oh, that's not what I meant. Out. That's not what I meant yeah. by that post. And it's like, yeah, but you meant to stir the pot for sure. Yeah, you meant to get yeah. people fired up. And then her explanation is so beautiful as to what she meant, which is more yeah. like, I stay in my feminine energy, and for me, feminine energy is cooking and cleaning, and for him, it isn't. So that's how we maintain our polarity in our relationship, and that's uh, it's really important to me. And she also went into being about how when you're a mother, you kind of slip into more of masculine energy because it's more mm-hmm. about protecting and providing. Okay. And that at that stage in your relationship, maybe it's not good to have that amount of polarity, right? But finding your way back to the polarity and back into your sexuality again is something that's possible within even long-term relationships, and I love that. I read that mothering thing too, and I didn't actually understand it that well. Like, I didn't, I don't know if I processed it. Because there's something that feels really... um, when you're breastfeeding, it feels like the most feminine thing ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think maybe I need to spend some more time with that too. And maybe it's it's unique to couples too. Yeah. Like you're... Maybe because John is so masculine and he's so, so good at holding that masculine pole, you can maintain a lot of your femininity. Whereas in another mm-hmm. relationship, it has to become more of a friendship less polarity and more quote-unquote equality in in the dynamic because that's what works for them and that's okay none of that is wrong or or right it's just like do you want to maintain the sexuality of your relationship like the the passion and the friction and the like throwdown if you want that in your relationship which you still have with john Mm -hmm. then that's where you have to really be aware of of your put your attention your like yeah your pull that you're bringing it's definitely something that needs to be communicated between partners and then constantly yeah. renegotiated. It's yeah. not like you just decide at one point and then it's good forever. Yeah. 
and kids will give a big throw. Yeah, because the circumstances the are changing constantly, so the container has to change. And the stress is changing constantly, and how you both respond to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very it's interesting. True. Which to me means you have to, like, the work is to be in contact and connection with your own desire. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you are in connection with your desire, then at least you know where to start. Yeah. You have you have like a, a something to ground into. <clears throat> but if you don't even know what you want, oh god, you're lost. You're lost. And at the same time, yeah. sometimes to get to know what you want, you need to back all the way off. Yeah. And get really quiet. Mhm. Or you need to really follow what you don't want to really see what you do want. Yeah. There's lots of ways. Uh, there are lots that. of ways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't relate to that one at all, do you? <laughs> Contrast, Sorry. beautiful fucking disaster. Yeah, <laughs> it depends. Like sometimes it's good just to do the opposite of what you were doing. Yeah, either way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you broke, you yeah. break the pattern of what was mm-hmm. to do some learning the other direction. Yeah. If something already has momentum, you kind of have to push it in the direction it's already going. Yeah. And follow then it through. follow it through. See where yeah. it takes you. Get the experience out of it, and then realign. But Jordan Peterson just had a had a post about how, yeah, like this same theme of if you don't know what you want, if you don't have, he, he terms it as goals. Like if you don't have things that you are aiming for, even if it takes you this nonlinear way to get it, if you don't have that sight, then you're just floating around in chaos. But if yeah. you kind of have an idea of where you want to go. So I was thinking about that in the sense of like, like the, um, the legacy of like having a desire that has legacy or having a mm. something that you're contributing to that's going to live on past you. Mm-hmm. So do yeah. you guys have any idea what that would be for you? Other than like the obvious, like your kids, because that's a canned answer. Legacy. I, I've thought about that lots. Um, I tend to be really distracted by goals like I will pick lots of goals, put lots of structures, and they just don't fulfill me that much, mm-hmm. or I don't reach them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like bust my ass and try so hard, and I can't get them to work. And so then I feel like I've been in that place of go go go, do 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 all the time. But like, who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been so. Like, since a child, I've been such a people pleaser that I let everybody around me choose my goals. And we were just talking about this, or I'll be influenced so much by them, mm-hmm. that even if we don't choose it together, I choose it because I know they would like it. Yeah. I know yeah. they'd like me to do that. I know my partner would like me to do that. I know my <laughs> mom would like me to do that. I know you would like me to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I lose steam because it's not really that authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And I've been do, 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 but not really be who I am. So I think that's the difference between an external goal or a masculine goal that already has form and a desire that is based in feeling. So what's the overall arching, like, if you were to leave something in the collective consciousness, some gift of opening of like, yeah, I'm opening up freedom for people, possibility, language. I think I just figured it out. Creativity. And it's been a lot of meditating over the last little while and a lot of just like letting things go in terms of not doing, but just processing and listening inside. Mm -hmm. And 
it's actually, it feels like showing people how to open their heart. Mm-hmm. It has to do with love and joy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly how that will play out, but I'm really trying, instead of jumping into trying a whole bunch of new things, mm-hmm. I really want to take my time right now to like let it formulate. Right. To get really clear on this. Because that can take many, like helping people access their joy yeah and their heart and their feeling sense that can take lots of external forms right yes so yeah. it's like what another thing that jordan peterson talks about is is like in that context then what can i do today in this moment that's going to lead to the most amount today that i can impossibly do can yeah. possibly do that's going to lead to the maximum amount for today of joy either in my heart yeah or in my family or in my community yes. And then how can I do more next year than I did the year before? And daily intentions are so important for that. So right now what I've been doing is just setting a daily intention. I'm like, hey, I'm going to my speech language pathology job today. But my intention is that every interaction that I have today, we leave feeling better than where we started. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to put a structure on that. I'm just going to allow it mm-hmm. to happen. Not that, gonna... that for me is legacy. Like, just yeah. to leave things and every person that you interact with a little bit better than when you found them. Yeah, I love that. And that's really powerful. I used to think that that wasn't enough. That's like... Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing anything. You're not making widgets. Yeah. You're not, you're not producing money. You're not making... But that's like the the whole goal of why we're doing what we're doing right Mm -hmm. is to to quote unquote be happy exactly yeah yeah and And I didn't I didn't always feel that way like I I mean even eight months ago was like totally like a to b like linear success like if I get this thing if I achieve this goal I will be happy and like Mm -hmm. now my my like structure of my life is the like it's flipped on its ass like 100% it's like no I actually like just have to really tie into my desire and focus outward on just that, you know, leaving things better than when I found them or people better than where, where I met them initially. Mm-hmm. And that attributes to happiness. So totally. just to allow other people to see that it doesn't have to be this masculine point A to point B, yeah. like, because the, the devastating realization is that you get to that point and you're, and you're fucking empty. Still not happy. Yeah. So it's like no. starting from a point of why. Yeah. Like yeah. why do you want to do that? Um, yeah. To please somebody else? Mm-hmm. Or I was asking myself that with these recent workshops that I just canceled. And I was like, why do I want to do this? And I literally got like <laughs> crickets in my mental space. <sighs> and like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm doing it because I committed to it because, again, John and I talked about it and I was influenced by what he thought. Mm -hmm. So even though he didn't tell me to do this, then I'm doing this for him, not really for me, and I don't have any why behind it. So I just don't have any passion there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that's the same for everyone, but I just know that I'm super distracted by trying to people-please. Mm-hmm. and by trying to overdo everything mm-hmm. that for me taking this time that's why Aubrey Marcus's post it really resonated with me because I know that he feels the same way about sex his addiction to sex is like my addiction to doing things yeah. 
and to yeah. um to other people's validation yeah. it's my form of validation yeah. is achieving for other people because mm-hmm. I could be the best employee in the world when I worked under people and I wouldn't just do things for them I would overdo it so that they would brag about me everywhere they went but then I get stuck in a trap because I'm like I don't actually like this and I don't actually want to work here mm-hmm. so I'd make them Whoa. into a villain yeah. Um, yeah. They made me do this. I have to do this for them. I don't really like this, but really, it's me. Yeah. It's me putting yeah. myself there, and it's me not following my own desire. It's yeah. me not taking the time to get to know myself mm-hmm. truly enough to be able to know what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to your point. <laughs> <laughs> it all starts with desire, and even even the coming full circle back to the because I know Jane, you have to go right away here, right? I do. Unfortunately. So let's wrap it up. Full circle back to uh, reception is that that giving, receiving, re- um, receiving through desire, like being able to receive your own desire, ask for it, but also receive it in that cycle. Like you know what you want, yes. you ask for it, you receive it, and then the way that you pay it back is through your turn on and your joy and your your reception of it. And yes. so when you complete that, you get a nourishment, you get fed, our soul gets fed, our, our bodies get serotonin and, and the right cocktail of hormones. So we are healthier mm-hmm. on a physical level and on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. So it's that important. Like this is important stuff that we're talking about. It's not just like, oh, you need to get your nails done more yeah. and have more self-care and receive. Hashtag good vibes only. And like receive more well, sex. Because it's not that generic. Yeah. It's not that generic. It's different for everybody what they exactly. need yeah. in the moment. Yes. And it can change for you in your life too. Mm-hmm. Totally. But it's important to follow that cycle, like you said, so that you can come full circle and start mm-hmm. again and do the whole cycle. Otherwise, you just burn out and yeah. you just feel like yes. crap and you get sick. Although I take it back what I said about oral sex because I think that being able to receive oral sex is indicative of your <laughs> being able to receive anything else. I'm <laughs> and nailing I, it. And I will, it. I will prescribe that to anyone who <laughs> 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 It's like you need oral, oral sex. You need to sit and receive without is, having to give back. This is from the pharmacist <laughs> slash psychologist. <laughs> I, will, I will write it down on a piece of paper for you if you need me to. But could you imagine? Can you actually do that to someone? Write down a prescription? It's a like, little violaty. Yeah, it is, but it's so hard. Well, well even us talking about this right now is violating some people because they're like, that's too far, too far. But that's they kind of. They really need more oral sex in their lives. Yeah, I know. It just proves my point. <laughs> and then the husband peeks behind her shoulder. He's like, yeah. <laughs> all your ideas about receiving about like the other person wanting to give to you all of that has to be has to be addressed and looked at and um that's a way to do it because there's that's Mm -hmm. a high sensation way to do it there's other ways too but if if that triggers you talk to me (laughs) because we have some things we can talk about um but it's just it's, know also it's that the it, fast track it's the fast track and it does it's if if it is screwing you up if you're listening to this and it is kind of messing with you that's also normal like you're not you're not outside of the norm not alone in that. Yeah. and you're not alone in that and you're not weird it's just i would like to f- help you out with that not personally but just by talking about it <laughs> <laughs>
Because <laughs> it's Very important. important. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to do your own homework, but you know what I mean. Wow, that went south. <laughs> I can't even stop. That's the best. I can't even stop making puns. Okay. Oh, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> we, will, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.